Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, a global community of women in high school sports, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. These are four great organizations. You should really be connected with them. And now don't hit that fast forward button. Take the next three minutes. Listen to our sponsorship messages. These are all companies that I used as a football coach or as an athletic director. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Home Campus for their support. Home Campus is the exclusive state association and information management platform for the podcast. They're also your one stop for scheduling, for contacts, and a whole lot more. As a high school AD, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just great. And the Home Campus people were great to work with, too. To find out more, simply go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Check them out today. We want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and start creating world-class content for your school's social media channel. Celebrate your teams, promote your athletes. You'll find it all at Gipper. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice little discount. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. Check out their great products. When you're ready to order, mention the podcast. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards, uh, display your school's Hall of Fame, or simply t- tell more compelling stories, about your school's diverse history, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, a leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They have digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop. SnapRaise, hands down, the best you can find. But there's also Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and several other platforms. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. We want to say thanks to District 1. Go to District 1, that's W-O-N, and you're going to feel like you've won when you see their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You'll never have to buy a full set of uniforms again when you just need to order one or two replacements. Go to District 1, click on the Team Gear button, and get your free quote. That's district1.com. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their great products today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school is a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the tools that Huddle provided to help them coach our kids at the highest level. It was a complete solution and a professional-grade product. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. 
And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors already hear from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. If you've never taken the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them create a custom survey for you. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Um, regular listeners uh, will know that uh, we typically have athletic directors and coaches, but uh, we've had a, a couple of Olympic athletes on, and today uh, we're going back to the Olympics. Uh, our guest today is Rachel Adams. Rachel was uh, a USA Olympian, uh, volleyball player, medal winner, also a gold medal winner in the World Volleyball Championships, played professionally in four different countries. I'm going to let her tell more of her story. But right now, she is uh, the founder of uh, Journey Strength. That's journeystrength.com. We're going to hear about that, too. It's a mindset and uh, confidence program to help provide the tools you know we are all about tools here on the podcast uh to help us all with our journey so uh rachel adams welcome to the podcast yay thanks for having me and hello to all the listeners that are listening in today well rachel and i connected a while back through a mutual friend uh vicky nelms a longtime athletic director also she had been a guest on the podcast and uh I think Rachel uh, set uh, a new record for the most enthusiastic uh, email response. Uh, just kind of knocked me back. Uh, you know, she was very excited to be on the podcast. We're excited to have her too. So let's go and jump right in. Rachel, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that uh, bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Um, I know it's extensive. So maybe take us up through, you know, your own college years. And we'll take a break and then come back and uh, hear about the Olympics and the pros and particularly journey strength. But what's the Rachel Adams origin story? Yeah, so I don't think a lot of people would really understand why I do what I do now if they don't know kind of where I come from and how I started my athletic journey. So this is a perfect kind of like introduction to everything. So I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, my dad played professional basketball for many years in France and uh, uh, the Philippines, and he also had a stint in the NBA for a little while. And my mom was oh, an avid like tennis player, loved to be athletic, but she always says like women's sports weren't you know what they were when she was younger, and she you know wish she had more opportunities. But she loved sports, she loved tennis, and so both my parents were very avid like sports lovers. They got me into soccer and, you know, basketball and golf and tennis. And in, in grade school, I played just to, like, be with my friends. I was there to have fun, eat snacks, wear ribbons. You know, I was never, even leading up to high school, any athlete that of people, like, you need to look out for her. She's going to be good. You know, my parents, you know, tooted my horn, like, oh, like, you know, have you, like, look what she just did, whatever. But I was never, like, an athlete that people were like, wow. 
So when I was going into high school, I thought I was just going to play basketball. They had uh, a lot of state championships, very big basketball school, um, as did the volleyball program. But, you know, when I was going to high school, it was basketball. So uh, one night, it was our incoming freshman time. I was spending the night at my best friend's house, and she was a big volleyball player. And she asked me, do you want to sleep in or come with me to the incoming freshman? freshman uh, volleyball camp for some reason you know I called my mom like hey what should I do she says you decide let me know I'll pick you up or whatever and so I decided I go in bring my summer reading book when I got there I asked the coaches is it okay if I sit on the sideline my friend is here practicing and they said sure five minutes later they asked me do you want to join and I said I don't know why I said yes you know I had a little volleyball background but it wasn't like these girls here they had all the knee pads the water bottles they played on club teams you know they were a big deal so I don't know what I was wearing but I jumped in I was very tragically bad but I came back the next day and the next day and I ended up maybe making the freshman volleyball team and um, honestly the rest is history Uh, I don't know what they saw in me you know a tall athletic child or you know I gave it my best. They really challenged me. And I just loved being a sponge and coming back every single day. Like, how can I get better? What can I learn? I just felt like it was such a growth environment where I was learning and I became addicted. And um, uh, I became the the number two recruit in my class. And, you know, I had scholarships all over the nation. And I ended up choosing University of Texas in Austin. And, you know, that is like the beginning of my story. So I found volleyball late in my career compared to other volleyball athletes. Um, So I did have limiting beliefs, like, am I enough? Because I was so far behind. So that starts my like mindset story, like athletic, but limiting beliefs. So yeah, that takes me to college. You know, we, we talk frequently on this show about coaches you know, making a difference. Uh, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but have you ever gone back to that freshman coach uh, that said, hey, do you want to join us? Do you want to be on the team? Uh, because it sounds like they kind of started you on your journey. Oh, absolutely. They were at my wedding. Like, uh, they were at my wedding just uh, June of last year. I Every time I see them, I can't thank them enough. Like, every time I come home, it's like, let's get dinner. Um, because not only were they just a coach, they just challenged me. Uh, you know, obviously I started getting like, uh, praise with like how athletic I was in scholarships, but they were like, Hey, like, if you don't work hard, you're going nowhere. Like they instilled a quote, like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And they really never let me, I remember, I think it was my freshman year, sophomore year, we were doing some, uh, whatever workout stuff summer incoming summer camp whatever workout stuff and we were doing like chair dips and we were supposed to do 10 but I did like five and she's like well since Rachel did five we have to do them all over again like they never let me just slide and do the bare minimum they called me out for everything and it really just like checked me quick and didn't let me be lazy and really shaped my worth ethic so yeah okay uh and and I'm gonna guess maybe that coach looked over there on the bleachers where you were sitting and said, holy smokes, that girl's pretty tall. We should get her out here on on the volleyball court. That probably helped a little bit, right? (laughs) It definitely, definitely it did. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, 
uh, jump into your college years. You know, you developed, you really blossomed, you became that top recruit. Uh, take us through that journey from, you know, high school phenom. Now you're, you know, college, uh, you know, with, with the big girls. Okay. How was that transition? With the big girls. Yeah. I always say, you know, every new chapter, every transition, whether you're going from high school to college or college, to, you know, professional, there's just like, you literally feel like a freshman, you're learning a new system, you're learning new things. Um, so although I had the athletic kind of, you know, the athletic ability there, I still was lacking some mental parts of just like feeling that, okay, the skills I have now are the skills that I need. I'm enough. Um, so I still felt very much behind and I didn't have like that, like, I'm just going to take advantage of this situation and I'm just going to own it. Like I didn't really have a mentor to walk me through like these are, this is what you can do when you enter this. Like it's going to be tough. It's going to be this, but look at it this way, stand tall and do this. I wish I had someone who could have like helped me just like gather, like what's the mindset I want to have in this situation? How do I want to address this? And so there's moments where, you know, I didn't really take advantage of just being like, I'm going to let it rip, whatever, like, you know, say whatever. But, you know, I became an All-American. Um, I was a part of the program's first, like, Final Four. And now if you look at Texas volleyball, it's just like a tradition. Like, if you don't make a Final Four, you're like, what happened? You know what I mean? So it's very heavily, like, it's a tradition now. But I was a part of the class and a part of the girls that kind of, like, grew that and and helped it to what it is. And also the women before me. Um, but if you would have asked my coach, then if I would have been a part of the 2016 Olympic team, I don't think he would have said, yeah, you know, I think eyes are on other girls. Um, you know, I was there, I was still working hard. Um, and I still had that inner drive, but I don't think I really owned it as much as I could have, or, just yeah own this situation so that's all I can yeah really say about that like I was there became an all-american but it wasn't like I just like owned the court and everything right no that that, that makes perfect sense uh again because all of those girls that were on that team you know at, at one point they were probably one of the top recruits in the country too I mean you know and again mm -hmm. that's how we get better um we're gonna take our first break for our listeners our guest today is Rachel Adams uh, Olympic volleyball player, world champion volleyball player, now an entrepreneur with Journey Strength. We're going to hear more about both of those, but let's take our first break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Home Campus, the exclusive high school and state association platform for the Educational AD Podcast. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, for student-athlete clearance and eligibility, and a whole lot more. As a high school AD, I used home campus every single day, and it was just great. And the home campus folks were great to work with, too. For more information about how and why you should be using home campus, just go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to gipper.com. Start creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. Promote your team. Celebrate your athletes. It's all there at Gipper. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's gipper.com. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Rachel, you kind of took us up through, you know, your high school and your college years. You know, I, I love the way you say it, you know, casually. Oh, I was just an All-American. Uh, but uh, take our listeners through that next phase of your career, you know, being selected, you know, for the Olympic team, you know, playing uh, professionally. You know, how did that all happen? Yeah, so it was kind of like a crazy ride because back when I was in college, they had more like uh, very strong, what are the NCAA rules about like who you could talk to, what you can do. And now, you know, it's more free. So we were not able to talk to agents. Agents were not able to talk to us. So this whole step of like what professional life looked like was so foreign to me when I was in college. So I saw, you know, teammates playing in countries like Italy and Azerbaijan and all this stuff. And you're like, how do they even get there? Um, so when I was graduating college, I had a degree in advertising. So I was training as an art director to learn to train or work alongside of a copywriter. And so I thought I was going to go to New York. I was getting my portfolio together and I got called to do a coach's clinic where I was just like a demo player for Team USA at the training center. Um, so while I was there, I saw one of the like assistant coaches that used to be a stack guy. And I asked him like, hey, like, how do you play overseas? Like, what's what's going on? And he gave me an, uh, an email address of uh, an American agent. I emailed the American agent, asked him the same question. We ended up talking and he's like, I have a contract to go play in Poland. Like, do you want to go to Poland? And I was like, sure. And so within months, you know, I had a contract to play in Poland. I ironically kind of like made a, 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 a blog so my family members could like keep in contact with me and like I can share my experience. And I, uh, named it living in a city that I can't pronounce because the team's name was Bidgosh, but it's spelled like B-Y-D-G-Z-C-Z-C-Z. So it's like, I literally couldn't pronounce it. I would have to pull it up on my phone and like show people like, this is where I'm living. So I didn't know who my coach was, my teammates, the city, I couldn't pronounce it. I was just like, cool, I'm going to go play in Poland. And so I was in Poland in 2012 and I remember sitting on my bed and I was watching the 2012 Olympics. Uh, it was USA, I think, versus Brazil at the time. And I was looking at the girls on the court, and I was like, "Oh, wait! I played with I played against her in college. Oh, I played with against her in college. Oh, like I, I I played with one of the girls that was on there." So I started seeing like, "Oh, they were on the same court as me, and now they're there." Like the path connected. I took a screenshot, like I still have it on my phone. I looked up on Google, like where is 2016 Olympics? And it said Rio. I took a screenshot of that. And I'm like, okay, I want to be in Rio. But I was like, I still had no idea. I was in the pipeline. I played for youth national team, junior national team, but I didn't know anything about how to get invited to the senior national team. So I emailed one of the uh, kind of like the staff members that I work with on junior national team. Like, how do you get on the senior national team? And he's like, oh, they're going to have a new coach this year. Like, you need to email him. So he sent me the email, and then he invited me, blah, blah, blah. I got my invite to the gym. Um, and then I ended up being invited as a member. And that's how my national team journey began. So it literally was just shooting my shot a long way, connecting the dots, um, asking people and inquiring, you know. So that's how my journey began. Now, again, not being um, 
versed in all things, you know, USVB volleyball and, and yeah. USA volleyball. That just strikes me very odd how an elite player such as yourself, even back in 2015, 2016, was kind of off the radar. Um, would something like that happen today in 2023? Uh, or are we a little more connected with, you know, who the best players are out there? Yeah, so since 2012 was the year of the Olympics and it was also my college graduate year, kind of put my class at a disservice because what they do now is they do a much better job of inviting college players to either uh, be in the same place that the athletes are, the national team is training so they can see it or even inviting younger players. But I never got that invite and neither did any of the girls in my class since it was an Olympic year. So my senior year, they're not like, oh, so you're the Olympics, like let's come train with the national team. So I didn't step foot in the gym into the, until 2013 when it was like the new quad. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, three years before the next Olympics. Um, so they do a better job at inviting athletes so they can get their toes dipped in um before they graduate college like right now there is a player from the university of texas she was just uh playing with the senior national team at a big tournament and then she'll go back to college so you know i wish i had those opportunities but yeah i didn't you know um we we've seen in the last couple of years particularly this year you know the the wnba you know, it was really taken off, really, you know, gaining mm -hmm. a, a foothold with fans. And again, you know, it's high time that happened. Um, volleyball, uh, obviously, is, is still a ways away from that, at least in the United States. What do you think needs to happen for, you know, women's pro volleyball to, you know, come alive in the United States like it is overseas? Yeah, so there's actually three leagues that are developing right now as we speak. There's one that's been there called Athletes Unlimited. They do have like softball and um, some other um, sports. Uh, um, and now uh, the Professional Volleyball League, PVF, and uh, Love Volleyball. Um, so those are coming out next year. But it's kind of funny. It's like first we had zero. Now we have three competing leagues coming out at the same time. Um, and uh, so many people ask us this question because uh, women's volleyball college collegially is massive. You know, you have all these fans. They can fill the stands. They had sellout crowds at the national championship. But, um, you know, USA Volleyball just won a gold medal. But then it's like people are like, well, what's going on in the – what's the disconnect? Like all this great stuff, but like no one has a professional volleyball league. So hopefully that's going to be changing in the next year or two. Like there's a lot of money being backed behind these leagues and people and uh, even USA national team members foregoing their, um, ex you know, fancy contracts overseas to help build uh, the leagues here in the USA. So hopefully that's going to be a change in the next one or two years. Well, uh, hopefully, as you said, you know, these three leagues will continue to grow. Maybe they end up combining with each other and supporting. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when they're looking for a commissioner, maybe they should uh, give Rachel Adams a call. You know, commissioner of the women's, uh, you know, National Volleyball League. How's that sound? Okay. For our listeners. Uh, I, guess I, like the, the, I like the sound of that. You like that? All right. I, you heard it here first. Okay. Um, our guest is Rachel Adams. We're going to take another quick break, but we're coming back. We're going to hear about 
her uh, company. Uh, she's the founder of Journey Strength. So uh, let's take that next break, and then we'll be right back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards for all the teams, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to Vinyl Signs Wall of Fame and check out their products. Uh, they're going to help you showcase your school's diverse history, your proudest moments, and your top role models. Go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com for more information. That's VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown is digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, more customization. Go to HometownTicketing.com. They're not only going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets for all your events, not just athletics, but things like school plays and concerts, dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support. So go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Rachel Adams, uh, Olympian, uh, world champion, and the founder of an organization called journeystrength.com. Rachel, share with our listeners, you know, kind of the story behind it, what led to you founding it, um, obviously, you've been doing it for a number of years, so it's very successful. Um, and then we're going to take a deeper dive into some of the programs that you offer. So what's the Journey Strength story? Yes. So Journey Strength, it was started in 2016 in my Italian, in my Italian apartment when I was playing professional volleyball there. So I always knew I had this drive to be creative um, I love taking screenshots of quotes that I found, um, either in magazines on Pinterest or anything that like inspired me. So I was, I, my phone was full of pictures of quotes and inspirational words. Um, and I just always knew I kind of wanted to, you know, have my own thing, maybe you want to call it entrepreneurship, but I knew I wanted to dive into something while I was still an athlete. Um, and explore like what I actually loved and what my passions were because I knew a lot of athletes like when they were done that's when they started to explore and I'm like we have all this free time like now is the time like what do I want to do when sports are over so when I was in Italy in 2016 uh, I had just come back from the national team and we had a, a, a sports psychiatrist named Mike Derbay he worked with the Seahawks um, and he really just talked to us about self-talk and, um, you know, breath work and meditation and just all these tools. And so when I was in my apartment and I was playing profession in Italy, that's when I started to implement them, questioning my limiting beliefs and all of this. So um, as I was learning all these things, I was like, how can I share this with others and how can I be of service to other people that might be holding themselves back with like what they tell themselves, what their beliefs are. Um, and just the trials of, you know, walking a journey towards your goal. So uh, when I started journey strength, it was originally, I created some water bottles that were strong, that had strong capable enough on them. And don't you ever tell yourself differently so that when people were working out, 
were at practice, they would see encouraging words and just be reminded like, hey, you know, I got this. And so I just wanted to create products that were home to these words. And Journey Strength has been full of pivots um, as I have also been throughout my career. So it went from water bottles and t-shirts to keychains and just posting encouraging words on Instagram to uh, now being a mentorship for female athletes where I can guide them and help them on their confidence through the power of mindset and self-discovery and now evolving more into a, a guided journal where I can help athletes and non-athletes um, discover their tools for their journey because, you know, I've picked up so many tools along my journey as an athlete, some that I carried with me on the court at the Olympics and some that I still carry with me now as I'm a retired athlete. And, you know, from breath work to, like I mentioned, self-talk to, um, journaling to having morning routines and just things that I can pull into my toolbox and use and lean on as I navigate this journey, as I go for my goals, as I, you know, just navigate the journey overall. And I want other people to discover their tools, what works for them, what doesn't, because what works for me doesn't work for them. So I want them to have a resource that's practical, accessible, that they can start to, you know, dive into and just learn more about themselves, their tools and what works for them. Yeah. Um, again, the, for listeners, the website is journeystrength.com. You really need to check it out. Um, we're going to take a, a deeper dive into some of the programs that, uh, Rachel uh, has available for our listeners. And again, athletic directors, coaches, even, you know, parents and athletes that are listening. Um, Rachel, as you were um, uh, getting started, certainly there's, you know, a period where any new company is growing. What was the point where you really felt that uh, you had kind of that breakthrough and uh, you were really seeing your company have an impact? Uh, anything stick out for you? Um, I think it was just like, um, people that knew me would be like some, so-and-so from my work, like shared your quote or like shared something with me about journey strength. And I'm like, yeah, I know her, you know? So just the fact that it's reached people more than I know, uh, I get emails saying like how supportive it's helped people on their journey or making pivots in their life or just going for it in their college career. So just hearing from athletes that, you know, my words and stories, even if I'm not getting immediate feedback, are really helping, um, especially like young female athletes on their journey. So that just is like, what does it for me? Right. All right. You open the door. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. <laughs> um, can you share? And of course, don't give the name or anything, but uh, one of those emails that you got that when you open it up and read it, you know, really hit you and you go, wow, you know, really made an impact here anything come to mind yeah i recently i worked with a swimmer who's making a transition from high school to college and just a lengthy email that she um left me with and just like she's like i didn't know that i can have all these tools because this was like a stressful time and i feel because the whole point of like the program was to leave her feeling confident capable enough and she said no matter what you know comes on my journey, I know that I'm capable enough to navigate it now. I know that I have the tools. I know what I can do. I know that I'm resilient enough to figure out whatever comes my way or whatever, you know, waits for me in college and I can navigate it. So for me, that was like everything. 
Oh, yeah. Very cool. It's always great to, you know, get that feedback, but some person like that, you know, boy, I can see how that would really hit home. For listeners, once again, our guest today is Rachel Adams, uh, Olympic uh, medalist, world champion, and successful entrepreneur with Journey Strength. We're going to take another break. I know that's shocking for our regular listeners, but uh, we are coming back. We're going to take a deeper dive into Journey Strength. You're going to see exactly why it's something that you should really connect with. So let's take that break, and we'll be right back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising program, stop. Snap Raise, hands down, the best program you're going to find. We used it at my school with our coaches. They loved it. But there's more to the Snap Mobile platform. You've got Snap Store, Snap Connect, Snap Manage and several others. You can find them all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thank you to District 1. Go to District 1, that's W-O-N, and you're going to feel like you've won when you check out their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, 20 business days or less, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You're never going to have to buy a full set of uniforms again when you just need to replace one or two. Go to district1.com, click on the team gear button, and you'll get a free quote. That's district1won.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Rachel, uh, you just got done taking us through a little bit of a journey of how journey strength got started and some of the services you provide um let's take a deeper dive you know, most of our listeners are high school athletic directors and coaches we do have some college folks that listen but speak directly to them you know what are some of the things that you provide either to them directly or to the student athletes that um, are going to make them see hey i need to reach out to rachel adams today yeah, so for me, like when I think of the athletes today and the athletes that I work with um, and just the things that they share with me that they're struggling with uh, out there in their journey is just not having the right tools. So if it's from re just, you know, having that space to take care of themselves and knowing what that looks like, because they do have heavy schedules, they do have a lot going on um, and just knowing how they can support themselves, how they can use, let's say for journaling as a use to, to reflect on the day through um, challenges that they're going through. And it's like reflective question, like, okay, what went on? What happened? What can I do differently next time if this um, problem arises just so they can start to build their tools for the toolbox. So I know the listeners can't see, but I'm showing it here on the screen so this is kind of like what i'm working on it's a guided journal in the next few months i want it to be out and i know this would be so valuable to athletic directors to get in the hands of their athletes for them just to have something that they can use in the morning to check in with themselves and use in the night to check out so it's a check in check out it creates routine it creates a space where they can discover like, what are my values? What are my strengths? What are my goals? Write those down. And then in the second half of the journal have just a way they can check in with themselves daily with it's like, how am I feeling? What do I need? 
um, kind of what's going on, what are my priorities, what am I excited for, what am I thankful for, and just creates a routine where they're able to check in with themselves, how they're feeling, and based on how they're feeling, like what do they need? Because sometimes, you know, they can wake up two minutes before their alarm and think they can just, you know, jump out of bed, but it's just about creating some space for themselves to learn about what's going on before they start checking in with everyone else, checking their phones, checking their emails for school and um, classes um, and just creating a space for them to really take care of themselves on this journey. Cause I know they have big goals. Um, they're trying to learn a lot and it just helps them with self-development mindset and wellness. Yeah. Um, we, as you and I spoke uh, before we came on, you know, obviously uh, we are all about the tools, uh, you know, sharing tools, putting them in our athletic director's toolbox books and your tools. When we get to that segment are going to go into the third edition of the toolbox. Um, let's go and do this right now, but I've got a couple more questions. If one of our listeners wants to reach out and find out more, we gave them the website journeystrength.com. Uh, is there an email that they can reach out to you directly? Yeah, so the email you can reach out to me is info at journeystrength.com. It goes directly to me. And so if anything is like hitting you and you want to learn more, you're like, or maybe you're like, hey, I have an idea to do this, like reach out to me. I love making things happen. I love collaborating on ideas. So if anything is like sparking your minds and you're like, hey, maybe Rachel can do this, or I want to learn more about the journal and when it comes out, you can send, shoot me an email there. And going back to uh, journaling, as we collect uh, the tools from our podcast, um, we rank them according to frequency of response. That doesn't mean one's better than the other. It just means, you know, which one is, uh, let's say, more popular. Journaling is certainly one of the more frequent tools that our guests have mentioned uh, as being important for an athletic director or a coach. Um, let's go back to your um, your emails, Okay. Do you recall one that you received where, you know, the client you were working with was very particular about how journaling had helped them, you know, whether it was in performance or in transitioning, um, you know, I'm sure you got a couple, but, you know, any one stick out for you that you'd like to share? Exactly what you said. Uh, if it's transitioning, I love seeing my athletes journal prompts that ask, um okay just connect them to the moment like how are you feeling um what are fears that you have about this transition um what are some things that, that are in your control and what are some things that are out of your control just like prompts that can have them reflect on that situation that's at hand so obviously I kind of construct them a little bit more deeper than that but I just want them to kind of dig deeper because they always have these fears they always have these thoughts but they don't really know that they're there. So I want to be able to pull them, pull it out of them be like, oh, wow, these are my fears. Oh, I didn't even know I was thinking about that. So just for them to have a moment to really dig deep and think about their thoughts, what's going on and just creating awareness around that. And sometimes when they just write it down, they're like, oh, that's kind of silly to be a fear. You know, like when you write your fears out, like, like, okay, it's not silly, but you're just like, huh, like it doesn't look that big now that I see it on paper. So for them to put pins of paper um, for reflective questions like that um, and just questions to get to know themselves if it's not even that. So when I first start working with them, like, what do you enjoy? What 
what gives you energy, what drains your energy, um, like what ways you take care of yourself just so they can begin to learn more about themselves and what works for them. And um, uh, cause those become their tools. Yeah, no, I, I, again, I, I couldn't agree more. And you and I talked about this, uh, you know, when we were not recording, uh, we hear about the professional athlete whose career has ended and they're transitioning to life. Uh, we hear about college athletes, their college career is over. They're not going pro they're transitioning far and away the largest group of student athletes that are transitioning away from athletics are the high school athletes so this is a real thing for ad's and coaches that are listening um again we'll do it at the end of the um, podcast but uh, rachel can you give out that email and the website one more time yeah so the email is info at journeystrength.com and the website is journeystrength.com and i definitely want to happens what you just said when we come back because you're spot on absolutely all right let's take another quick break we've only got a couple left uh but we're coming back this is the educational ad podcast we want to thank sideline interactive for their support of the podcast go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demonstration to see their score tables and their scoreboards in action Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule that live web demo today. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to the good folks at Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a head football coach, I used huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school and our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided to help them coach our kids to their highest level. Go to huddle.com, see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a huddle school yeah and as i was saying i think it's so important when you made that point of the like, high school athletes being the highest group of athletes transitioning i think it's so important that athletic directors can help athletes make that transition easier so it's not waiting till their senior year for them to start being like well what else am i besides an athlete so maybe it's their sophomore year saying okay what else are you interested in what else brings you passion um start exploring those things maybe it's through journaling maybe it's through you know just talking with others and maybe doing personality quizzes strength quizzes just learning more about themselves and what they have more to offer than being just an athlete so that's all i want to say on that and i love that you mentioned that you're absolutely right and again i think coaches and ad's i think we do a really good job of bringing in uh, former student athletes that, you know, played at the college level. Uh, but I don't know if we do as good a job consistently with bringing in people that, you know, high school was their final competitive experience. Yeah. They still stay fit and they work out and they play, you know, whatever it is, uh, rec basketball or, or rec volleyball. But uh, I think talking about it as just a natural phase, you know, in my head, you know, a hundred years ago when I was in high school, I knew I was going to be a professional basketball player, but nobody was looking for a six, two forward back then. So, uh, 
it, it, we want to do everything we can to help our kids have a great high school experience and a great rest of their life. Um, Rachel, um, we've got a couple more talking points to go. Uh, the last one, of course, is the toolbox, but one that we've been doing almost since the beginning of the show three years ago uh, has to do with this idea of uh, developing toughness or resiliency. Uh, talking about me back in high school, I, our coaches would say things like, you know, come on, you got to suck it up or come on, you got to be tough. And I think we knew what they meant and we did it. But in the many years since I was in high school, I think we've also figured out much better ways to communicate these ideas to student athletes. Um, what are your thoughts in working with, let's call it a Generation Z student athlete? How can we help them to develop toughness or resiliency? Uh, do you have any advice for us? Well, you know, when I think about resilience and how it was kind of portrayed to me when I was in high school, you would, you know, Google like inspirational videos and it'd be like, hard work, don't sleep, like don't eat, don't do anything, just work hard. And when I look back at it, I'm like, that was so toxic. Like I'm going to take a nap and I'm also going to eat and I'm also going to rest and I can still like make it happen. You know, like you just feel like you should just throw your body into a brick building and that's what it's about. But that's not just what it's about. And it's also um, having a mirror or having someone to show you like how actually capable you are to navigate that. So it's like also building that self-trust within yourself. Um, and also knowing that feeling struggle is normal, feeling fear is normal and just knowing all those those things are normal. So they don't just see them and be like, Oh, it's not normal to struggle or, you know, Oh, I could fail. Like I'm just going to not give up or I'm having a bad practice, but knowing that these things are normal and having the tools to navigate that. So if it's self-talk and if you're self-talking Jews, you're like, Oh, I'm not, I can't figure this out. And you shift it to like, I can't figure this out yet. And knowing that if you keep chipping away at it, you're going to figure it out and knowing that you're capable, things are possible. Um, and so it's really diving into like, what is their mindset telling them? What are they telling themselves during these moments? And being able to make those shifts around um, how they're perceiving this moment. So if they perceive struggle um, as a bad thing, you know, they're going to be like, I see struggle, I'm done. And that doesn't make a resilient athlete or an athlete that knows like, if I keep going at it, I'm going to be in the trenches, but I know there's an other side. So just having the tools, having the awareness, having the mindset and those talks around difficult times. So I, I think that's really important. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, it's so important to have a coach or an AD that's tuned into that. And also, I don't know if this was a, uh, something back when you were in high school and college, but nowadays, um, being able to communicate that concept that, yeah, there's going to be a struggle to the parents, okay? Because so often Ooh. parents want to remove the struggle uh, and they they just don't understand that's where growth occurs. We're not abandoning the kids to the struggle. We're not, you know, burying them in an insurmountable task. But yeah, that's that's how you get better. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, because I say this to a lot of people, one of the greatest gifts my parents had gave me was letting me fail, like letting me sit on the bench and being like, 
okay, like, I'm not going to email your coach. Like, this is where you're at, like, figure it out. Uh, and they just let me fail. I know when, you know, it's hard because I'm not a parent, but I know you don't want to see your kids fail. You want to set them up for success. You want to give them this and that. But I think you do them a great disservice when you don't let them fail, when you don't let them sit on the bench, when you don't let them have a, you know, a bad game or point the blame at someone else and be like, how, you know. Um, and then, like you said, as an AD and a coach, when you see your team or these kids in this moment, be like, hey, guys, this is a tough moment as a team, but we have a decision. So like you said, they go in, they point it out, and they help them navigate through like, all right, this is what, it's tough. We have decisions that we can make. This is what we control. This is what we can't. Like, what are we going to do about it? You know, like make it like a problem solving instead of like, well, we're in a tough situation. So I think you hit both of those points on the head. I think we hit them together, but uh, yeah, that's, that's we would try to share with our parents. This is what coaches do. They want mm -hmm. your child to succeed and they understand the path that it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Rachel Adams. I am so glad that our friend, I'm going to give her a shout out. Vicki Nelms uh, connected us. Wish we could go on more, but we're not quite done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, I know you're a fan of tools. Now, you're not an athletic director, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. So we're going to take our final break here from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. When we come back, we're going to find out what Rachel Adams, uh, Olympic medalist, world champion athlete, and successful entrepreneur and coach, is going to put in her athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We do want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the toolbox segment. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data about your school's athletic program. Athletic directors always hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that really love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with Rachel Adams of journeystrength.com. Uh, outstanding athletic background, but right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. So Rachel, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? Okay. So oh, I was really excited about this one. Obviously we're both passionate about tools. So my three tools that I would send a new athletic director off with would be I don't know how you want to label this, but I wrote down mornings. So you guys have a heavy load. You guys have a lot of people to take care of, a lot of things to take care of, and you're pouring into a lot of people and things throughout the day. So for me, it's a tool of taking your morning seriously and pouring into yourself before you begin pouring into other people and things. So if it's 10 minutes of movement, 10 minutes of breath work or meditation, hydrating yourself, just things that pour into yourself and make you 
feel like, okay, I'm taking care of myself before I begin to take care of all these different people, places, and things, because you guys have a tough job. And us athletes are very thankful for how you navigate it, but it's so important to take care of yourself. And the second one, we talk a lot about journaling, and I want to say reflective journaling as a tool. So if it's uh, reflecting on situations, because I know a lot of uh, situations come up with different athletes, different coaches and teams, and um, really being able to being like, okay, what is this situation? What happened? Uh, what would I do differently next time? Um, if this situation came up again, or what can I do? Or what do, do I want my response to be just so you can really dive deeper into how can I navigate these situations? Cause I know a lot of situations come up and for you to just sit down dig into it, figure out how you want to react is so important. And then just checking in and checking with your, uh, checking in and checking out with yourself, checking in at the beginning of the day, checking out at the end. And like I said, this will be in my journal that's coming out soon. Um, and just having those moments for yourself to reflect and see like, Hey, how am I doing? What's going on? And then the third is just breath work. Um, it doesn't have to be anything extensive where you're laying on the floor, but just having moments throughout your workday where you just take a pause, you take some deep breaths because it just regulates your nervous system, um, you know, slows down your heart rate and just helps with your overall wellness. And if you do different types of breathwork techniques before bed, I feel like that transition is so important to be like, okay, work is over. Now it's evening or work is over. Now it's time to wind down for sleep and just really taking care of yourself and using these as schools to, you know, provide you resilience to support your wellness, your well-being, and um, just how you navigate different situations um, as you do pour into other people and support them. So those are my three tools, mornings, reflective journaling and breath work. Well, you probably saw me scribbling those down, um, you know, People that have seen me present uh, know that uh, you use the word pouring, you know, yourself out. Uh, I'm going to share a little secret with you uh, about that when we're done. But I love that. I love the whole idea. And it's amazing in the last couple of years how much we have heard about the benefits of breath work and, you know, intentional breathing. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, great, great stuff. Rachel, thanks again for spending time with us. I know you're incredibly busy, but one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, what's the best way they can get a hold of Rachel Adams? Yeah, so we mentioned my website, journeystrength.com, and my email info at journeystrength.com, but I'm also very active on Instagram, and it's just at journeystrength. So I post a lot of inspirational things there, tools, um, just practical things that you can add. So I'm very, very active on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I'm going to add that to my Insta uh, group uh, when we're done here. Rachel Adams, Journey Strength, thanks so much for being with us today and all the best moving forward. Thank you. For listeners, uh, we do this just about every day and we upload the Zoom videos to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate your support. Come back next uh, time for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.